Welcome to It's a Lock, the industry leader in delivering world-class news, views, and analysis related to sports and sports betting. We promise to stuff every episode with square takes, losing streaks, kisses of death, and good old-fashioned degeneracy. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent, and with me, as always, is Mad Money Mike. All right, welcome to It's a Lock Podcast, Season 2, Episode Number 23. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent. With me, as always, is Mad Money Mike. How you doing, Mike? Hey, oh, I am pumped to be here, Big Bet Brent. Happy New Year to you, Mad Money Mike. You were trying to do something in the green room, but I told you to, to save it for the pod. You, 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 what was that? Let's, oh, let's just hear it. Mic check. Just a quick mic check. Oh. Did we oh. get that? Did we get that? <laughs> Loud and clear. You sound classy over there. Well, well first, that was a, a grunt. If that uh, <laughs> gives you any ideas of what kind of shape I'm in, that was me grunting to pop the top on a beer. Wow. Uh, <laughs> a champagne-looking beer with a cork. Yes. You know you're fancy when your beer has a cork. So happy oh. New Year to you, my man, and to all of our loyal listeners. Let's go get the bag in 2022. Hey-oh. Heck to the yeah. And that's a that yeah we are going the it's a lock podcast is going on the road next week our pod will be delayed because unless you know omicron ruins it for us we'll be in Vegas next weekend for the national championship game and for the final week NFL week 18 Mad Money Mike I'm super pumped for it dear loyal listeners we'll be we're gonna try and do a pod while we're there but don't count on it most likely we'll just be a little bit delayed with our pod next week. So stay tuned for that. Mad Money Mike, are you ready to go? You ran, you chomping at the bit? Dude, you have no idea. I am chomping at the bit. Couldn't put it any better, man. I cannot wait. You know, if we do are able to sneak in a pod from Vegas, that'd be cool. But otherwise, we're going to have some great stories when we get back, man. God, I can't uh, wait. That is definitely one of the, well, we'll get, of course, we're going to do our, our pick four or pick three, pick four in the second half, the second episode of this pod. But uh, we're also going to cover the Natty Champ game as a bonus. So a little teaser, you're going to want to stay nice. tuned for uh, for episode 24 coming out shortly after this episode 23. So like I said, happy new year to, to all of our loyal listeners out there. We're coming at you from the Underdog Podcast Network. Mad Money Mike, let's get right into it with our NFL Week 17 recap. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start off with the Rams and a squeaky comeback win in Baltimore, 20 to 19 over the Ravens. This line closed at plus three and a half on BovadaSportsbook.com. Mad Money Mike, the Rams score 13 in the fourth quarter. They hold off uh, the Lamarless Ravens, Tyler Huntley from a crazy last second re-comeback. Matt Stafford overcomes three early turnovers, including a pick six to win their fifth straight, kick the Ravens while they're down, give them their fifth straight loss, essentially eliminate from the playoffs. The Ravens have lost four of their last five by either one or two points. So that really stings. Mad Money Mike, OBJ finally comes up. I'll say clutch here. He had an excellent couple of catches on that game winning last touchdown drive what were your thoughts on this game 
tell me more. I, I want to give you some more props on how you saw through the the shadow, the facade that is Matt Stafford. But I do want to ask you, Cooper Cup, six catches, 95 yards, one touchdown, offensive player of the year. Does he get your vote or are you giving it to Jonathan Taylor? Let's hear your recap. Let's hear your thoughts on Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford. Well, Matt Stafford, uh, as our loyal listeners know, has uh, been my steaming turd of the year, and he continued uh, to do so in this game. Cost <laughs> cost me a lock of the week, as we know. Now, there oh. is – yeah, 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 yeah. But <clears throat> there is an excuse on deck, Big Bet Brent, okay, because Huntley was not supposed to play in this game. Huntley was in the COVID protocols – so there are ins and outs. It's tough. We do this pod on Monday. The games aren't until the following Sundays. So we are running on limited information in this crazy COVID world. Huntley was not supposed to play. It was either going to be that turd of a third stringer that they have, or it was going to be a banged up Lamar. That's when I called this lock. I think I got it at three and a half as a lock of the week. Well, whatever happened with the COVID protocols, we know that the league was like changing them. Things were in flux. Huntley did end up playing. I talked about Huntley. I talked about Huntley two weeks ago, and I talked about how special he was. If I knew Huntley was playing, I would not have made this my lock of the week. Those are the facts. Nevertheless, I did lose this lock of the week. Add up another L in the column. Uh, all right, so all that aside, uh, Stafford is a steaming pile, and the only reason that the Rams have 12 wins is essentially because of Cooper Cup. So, mm -hmm. you know, in a most valuable player type scenario, he should be considered because he's essentially single-handedly keeping the offense afloat. Now the argument's like, oh, well, doesn't that Stafford have to throw it to him? But anybody who is a football aficionado knows that it's not about the talent of the wide receiver in general. It's about the specific talent in the route running and getting open. And that's what Cup does. That is, he makes a turd look good. Anyone who can go out there and polish a turd the way that Cup does <laughs> week in and week out deserves to be in the running for Offensive Player of the Year for sure. Mad Money Mike, let's hear it. You taking him or Jonathan Taylor? Give me JT. Come on, man. It's a running back. You know, it's like, what does it take to be a running back? Dude, you got to be made of steel. And what Jonathan Taylor has done this year, the way that he's running the ball is simply outstanding. The man is a force to be reckoned with. I personally give more credence to what it takes to be a running back. Putting your body on the line, it's like a car crash every time you run into those behemoths on the line. And, uh, and I just think that's something special. So for me, give it to JT. Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. Running backs can get touches anywhere, you know, upwards 20, 25, and then a couple of receptions as well. So um, definitely not a slight to Cooper Cup. It's 1A, 1B. It's almost a, a fault more of the position and, you know, yeah. how the how the deck was stacked. So um, what what a game. Definitely, uh, definitely one for the books. With that, let's head to maybe the game of the week, Chiefs-Bengals. All right, so the Bengals... We're five-point underdogs on Bovada, closing the line here at home versus the Chiefs. They take care of business, beating up on the Chiefs, 34-31. to 31. This game ended in uh, uh, surprising fashion. Mad Money Mike, uh, that's one early question I want to give you, I guess, going straight to the end. The Bengals on fourth and goal go for it, offsetting penalties, 
go for it again and get a defensive hold for a first down and goal and are able to run out the clock so Patrick Mahomes never gets the ball back. They kick the field goal as time expires. Now, Memory Mike, I just want to know right there, what would you do? Do you agree with the call? Would you have done anything different? Yeah, of course I would have done it differently. You keep running the ball there. You're on the six-inch line. You just sneak it two more times. I think they also passed it on third down, if I'm not mistaken. So they pass it on third down, and that stopped the clock. That that was like a complete disaster. And uh, and then, of course, then they pass it on fourth down. So I definitely would have run it two more times. I think they tried to sneak on first, sneak on second. They were eating up clock. At that point, the Kansas City had to use the rest of their timeouts. I would have just snuck it again. They passed it on third down, didn't get it, and they passed it on fourth down and didn't get it. They got bailed out uh, with the penalties, like you said. They got bailed out the penalty again. It's for Chiefs fans. I really feel bad for you, man. This is like this is the nightmare scenario to the end of a game. Uh, it should have been Chiefs ball right there on the goal line, and then see what Patty Mahomes can do with it. But of course, uh, the referees, you know, have to make it about them, the most selfish people on planet Earth. So uh, tip of the cap to uh, the the team selfish out there and uh and we know what happened next the the Bengals get the job done so big kudos to the Bengals winning the AFC North um Joe Burrow you know put together two big games last week and this week you know the Bengals are peaking at the right time man so it, they certainly seem poised to make a deep playoff run I'm just be kicking a dead horse here but you know I talk about it over and over teams that peak at the right time, that last third of the year, especially the second half of the last third of the year, the Bengals are certainly doing that. So, you know, big, uh, big, 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 big things happened in this game. The the Chiefs still played well. Uh, they, they especially played well early. I think it's hard to say, you know, is this a testament to the Bengals offense or a detriment to the, the Chiefs defense? I think it was uh, the Bengals offense. I don't think this necessarily says anything bad about the Chiefs defense. I think they played well, you know, for a, a big portion of this game. And so, you know, they'll they'll have plenty to build off of. Um, but if you don't think that this game was the game of the week, then you're not a football fan, plain and simple. Yeah, it sucks that, I, that the refs had such uh, an impact to the end of this one, but this one was a thriller. So, Mad Money Mike, last week we talked about how the Bengals, we we both agreed we didn't think they could make a deep playoff run. I want to ask you, did this game change your mind? It almost sounds like it did. It did. Did I say that they couldn't make a deep playoff run, or did you say that? One of us maybe said I'm it. projecting. Maybe well, it was maybe. me. <laughs> so you do. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. What I what I basically said was they have to prove it. We talked mm-hmm. about. Now, because I, I, the reason why I don't think I said this is because I was the only person in Pickham to take the Bengals over the Chiefs. So I called this upset, and that's why I don't think that I would have said that I didn't think they could make a run. I do think they can make a run. That's why I took them over the Chiefs. But mm. I, we did talk about the fact that they need to prove it. And guess what they did? They proved it. Yes, yeah, stopping the Chiefs in their eight-game win streak the Chiefs are now, they, they ceded the first seed to the Tennessee Titans, so they no longer have home field advantage. So this was a big loss and a big win for the Bengals to lock up the AFC North. They were like plus 2,000 at the beginning of the season. Men Money Mike, I remember we took them at plus 600 back uh, like five, six weeks ago. We're going to have to roll the tape on that too, but let's take a moment. You're welcome, for, uh, you're, you're welcome loyal listeners. 
<laughs> Let's take a moment for a tip of the cap. I'm still looking for that soundbite for Jamar Chase and for any fantasy football owners that won their fantasy league because of the 50 points that he dropped. He had 11 receptions, 266 receiving yards, and three touchdowns. This is These are rookie records for multiple reasons. 266, most receiving yards by a rookie in a single game, and he surpasses – his former LSU teammate Justin Jefferson's record for most receiving yards in a season, uh, which Justin Jefferson set last year, 1,400 yards. He did it in the same number of games, 1,429. And, of course, now they have the expanded season, so Jamar Chase could roll for even more next week. Mad Money Mike, to be the cap, Jamar Chase. Greatest rookie season greatest rookie wide receiver season in history. So how's that feel? We watched history. How do you feel? You know, like you're living when history happened. It didn't happen in like 1970 before you were born. It happened right now when you're in your 40s or however old you are, Big Bet Brent. <laughs> and, and you got to witness what? it. <laughs> time out, time out, time out. Loyal <laughs> listeners, if you think Big Bet Brent is over the hill, you've, uh, you're have you sadly mistaken. Man, Money Mike, why would you try and lead our loyal listeners astray like that? Us, well, <laughs> uh, that that's me trying to throw you under the bus because I'm insecure about how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. uh, the psychology diaries over here all right anyways back on track uh greatest rookie wide receiver season in history ever and we watched it this year so that's pretty awesome man i'm a huge fan of watching history happen live and uh there's nothing else left to be said tip of the cap jamar chase yeah, I don't have the, the the year in front of me, but I believe the Bengals haven't won the AFC North since like 2009 or 2006. Or maybe it's 2015. It's a long time ago. So congrats, kudos to the Bengals. All right, let's uh, let's head to the Raiders and the Colts. All right, so the Raiders upset the Colts in Indianapolis, 23 to 20. This line closed at minus seven. Colts minus seven on Bovada, but the Raiders come into town. They do not have Darren Waller, and they also have some gutsy play calling there in the fourth quarter to take this one home. They had a fourth and two in the fourth quarter, down four points. They went for it, converted it for a touchdown, could have kicked the field goal, made it you know, a one-point game. Then later on, an excellent catch by Hunter Renfro, called down by contact, would have been a scamper for a score. But Raiders able to run the clock down and kick a field goal to win. They upset the Colts. They get their third straight win, and they now control their playoff destiny. Mad Money Mike, we have been harping on Carson Wentz. He went 16 for one, for 16 for 20, 16 of 27. Excuse me for 148 passing yards, one touchdown, and no picks. And I don't know if you saw that lucky 45-yard touchdown reception by T.Y. Hilton, but that was not a good throw. It should have been an interception. Carson Wentz essentially did not look very good. Uh, we'll give him a little bit of uh, slack because he was in virtual meetings because he didn't practice due to COVID. But Mad Money Mike. Want to get your thoughts on this game because we were pretty high on the Colts, even knowing the shortfalls of Carson Wentz. So I want to get your thoughts there. And I also want to kind of give a, ask a little teaser question. Raiders at home versus the Chargers next week. I want to get your early early pick, man. Early, early thoughts on who's going to take that one home because there's a chance we may be at that game. Oh, there is. There's probably better than a chance. A chance leaves room for doubt. I'm going. Now that it's the night game, I'm going. Why would we not go? There's only one game being played. We get to watch all the games all day, and then we still get to go. I think it's a must. Uh, 
You know it. You know it. All right. So first, the Colts. Guess who is not peaking at the right time? Guess who's not peaking in the second half of the last third of the year? All right. A guy who goes by the name of Carson Wentz, man, this is not shaping up. You know, this is not shaping up the way that the Colts would have wanted it at the end of the year. Like you said, he he's definitely struggling. Um, they did have the you know the lucky touchdown pass, or or this game wouldn't have even been as close as it was. Uh, but I will say though, classic end of game scenario. If they had not called that Hunter Renfro touchdown back, the Raiders would have gone up 27-20, and they would have left about 50 seconds left on the clock. And I think the Colts might have had some timeouts. And what happens in the last 50 seconds of the game? The Raiders are going to be playing nothing but prevent. There's no way the Raiders stop them from charging down the field and at least having a chance at a touchdown to tie it. They're going to snap off, you know, 15 yards of play essentially, and they're going to make a run at scoring a touchdown in those last 50 seconds. So that fingertip that that Colts defender got on Hunter Renfro that didn't allow that to, to be a touchdown allowed the Raiders to run off all of the time on the clock. They never got to touch the ball again. Uh, so that is a pretty, uh, you know, fascinating uh, thing to think about. So anyways, with all that being said, Colts are not looking great going into the postseason. Uh, the Raiders have some momentum. I don't trust Derek Carr. I, I don't think I really see much out of either of these two teams in the playoffs. I'll have a, I'll have a pretty, pretty solid game plan to bet against them. <laughs> Did you see Marcus Mariota? He's got a big old beard. I don't even recognize him. Yeah, man, that's uh, that's like leftover from. Oh, he's probably doing a uh, probably doing a don't shave it until the playoffs or after the season kind of thing. Because I couldn't agree more. I was like, what? Who is this guy? That was uh, quite a sight. I think yeah, this is the Raiders' third straight win, I believe. Maybe he just grows a beard after three weeks. You know, hey, I didn't shave and we won, and now all of a sudden we're three weeks later and. It's a big booming beard, man. That's uh, oh yeah, that in oh, three yeah. Weeks. It's, it's full. He's using uh, he's like he's like ordering one of those boxes that they advertise on the internet. You know, like you don't uh, know anything about that, on Instagram. Yeah. You know, like beard care for men or whatever, because that thing is lush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's using the beard miracle grow. All right. Anyway, Raiders get it done. Now control their own destiny. We're gonna be talking about that in our week eighteen pick three coming up in episode twenty four. So you're definitely gonna want to stay tuned for that. All right, let's head to. The Cardinals and the Cowboys. Okay, so the Cowboys at home closing as five-point favorites on Bovada, but they lose outright to the Cardinals 22-25. to The Cardinals hang on and run out the clock due to a missed fumble by the referees where the Cowboys did not have a timeout and were not able to challenge. Just more LOL coaching. The Cowboys blew an early timeout in the third quarter because of a, the, the Cardinals like fake like they were going for a touchdown on fourth and five at the Dallas eight and the Dallas Cowboys coaching staff fell for it. So it paid off in spades there. Also, the Cowboys had 10 penalties for 88 yards. The Cardinals held the Cowboys to 45 rushing yards. The Cardinals, they snap a three game losing streak. The Cowboys snap a four game winning streak. Mad Money Mike, I want to get your thoughts on this game. Also want to see if you saw that catch of the year on a fake punt by Jonathan Ward. And also a follow-up question. This is a potential playoff rematch in two weeks. I want to ask who you got. Well, I would have a very hard time taking the Cowboys 
because they just lost this game. Uh, but it was a very close game. This would be a tough bet. In a, in a rematch situation, I'd have to look at who the home team was. It would be tough. Cowboys. Yeah, so I don't know. It would be tough. I'd have to watch that one live, to be honest with you. Gun to my head, I'd probably take the Cowboys in a rematch situation. Um, but I was the only person, again, to take the upset in Pick'em. I was the only person to take the Cardinals. A double tip of the cap to me. Uh, that fake punt. I was watching that live. I texted you, you about that? it. I, well, no, I didn't call it. I just <laughs> was watching it live. I thought. I think. I think you were taking like a cat nap. You were like taking some plays off. I had to wake whoa, you up. Whoa, I had to whoa, get, whoa! I had to get you off the bench to tell you about highlight of the year that you missed. Uh, that's, something, gonna... that's something a 40-year-old would do, Mad Money Mike. I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny that I took an excellent catnap in the afternoon slate of games. <laughs> uh, it was quite a qu- it was it was quite a catch, man. It was a you know the David Tyree from the Giants thing pinned it against the defender, but this one was even more special. If you haven't seen it, I'm sure it's been retweeted on the It's Lock uh, Twitter page, <laughs> and it is out there worth a watch. Yeah, Cowboys, both of these teams are struggling. So it was like you know, it was kind of picking two struggling teams, and the Cowboys just seemed to really be struggling. Dak was never the same after he came back from that injury. You know, he's he's had some moments, but he's really never been the same after that brief hiatus. You wonder what really is going on behind the scenes. Is is something lingering? Did he never really recover from that injury? And you know, and then with the Cardinals, I talked a lot about how they are chock full of talent but they don't play as a team it's like a collection of highly talented players but not playing cohesively well eventually when you have that much talent you're going to be able to put it together even if you can't do it all the time so that's why I like the Cardinals in this one but truthfully I think that I would like the Cowboys if they do in fact get a rematch for the first week of the playoffs an interesting thing to note here is there there are two different styles of quarterback right I feel like Kyler Murray is more because of his dual threat, his ability to throw and run. He's more of a dangerous quarterback, but Dak Prescott with all those weapons, even though they did lose Michael Gallup, they're just as potent. And then you look at the the coaching weakness as well. We've been talking and harping on Mike McCarthy and how he is the worst 12th man. He almost like subtracts one. So they're back down to 10, but how Cliff Kingsbury has kind of lost control as well. We were talking about how many games they've lost. It started seven and zero, and you know, like three and six since. So, I completely agree that uh, uh, another another rematch here would uh, you, you have to potentially hold off and go for a live bet. So, um, appreciate those comments there, Mad Money Mike. I tell you what, let's head to the final game we're going to talk about here for Week Seventeen recap: Browns and Steelers. <laughs> All right, so this is potentially Big Ben's last home game. Now, checking Bovada, this, for most of the week, it was Steelers plus three, so at home, three-point underdogs. But I think once the Browns got eliminated from playoff contention, the line swung all the way to Steelers favored by two and a half, so minus two and a half. Um, Like I mentioned, because of the, the Sunday action, the Browns are eliminated from the playoffs. The Steelers have... A one in a gazillion chance to get in, but also, like I said, Big Ben's last game. So there's a lot of energy. We are casting this on Monday night. So it's in the middle of the game. Uh, Mad Money Mike, I'm going to need to get a score check from you. I need to ask you, how's Big Ben doing so far? Any insights from the game thus far? And who's your pick to win? Yeah, Steelers up 10 nothing right now. I, I, I've got my pick, uh, you know, 
my pick is the Steelers to win. I took them uh, in the pick'em. If the Steelers win, I will be the uh, pick'em winner for the first time ever this season. So a little tease into the uh, pick'em segment to come. And uh, and you know, I'm I'm just surprised that Baker Mayfield is even playing. To be honest with you, they've been eliminated from playoff contention. He's got a torn labrum. Like, why not? Like ride the pine like you know better luck next year kind of thing like you're going out there to like potentially make the injury even worse like doesn't make any sense to me uh he he's already thrown an interception in this game they're just a they're just a bad team man they're, they're just they're just a a bad team they're they're an incohesive team i think they're poorly coached but but more so than anything i think baker mayfield is uh, is now officially cemented his status as the latest flop at Brown's quarterback. I just don't think that he's got it. I don't think that he'll ever have it. I think that they peaked with that playoff win over the Steelers, you know, last year or whenever it was. And, uh, and I think that's it for him, man. I think that the Browns are about to start making some moves to bring in another quarterback, believe it or not, that consider it a hot take if you need to, but I am fairly, I'd be willing to bet that that is where they're going. I think that we're about to see Mayfield become a journeyman, get traded around a la the, you know, Cousins, yeah, yeah, exactly. The path that so many other quarterbacks have taken before him. So that's the quarterback on one side of the ball. On the other side of the ball, we've got uh, Big Ben playing his last home game. Thank goodness. Go <laughs> get out of here, man! Like you, you, you're you're a two time Super Bowl winner. You <sighs> you've put two Lombardis in the trophy case for the Steelers. You just hung on a little too long. You should have left after last season. Now I certainly understand the desire to come back and try to prove that what happened last season was a fluke with all those wins and then the terrible finish. You want to try and come back and prove that it was a fluke. Well, you weren't able to prove that. You proved that you lost all those games at the end of the season for a reason. So now it's over. Uh, you know, we thank you, Steelers fans everywhere. Thank you for uh, for a long, long tenure of excellent service. And like I said, two Super Bowl rings is, uh, you know, we'll definitely get him into the Hall of Fame. And, uh, and and enough said, man. Go out with a bang, win this game, and uh, your last one at Heinz. You know, wave to the crowd on your way out, and uh, and that's it, man. Close the curtain. Enough enough said. All right, so Steelers up ten nothing right around uh, second quarter, getting close to halftime. Mad Money Mike, twenty five bucks. This is our only tracker bet from last week. I've got the Steelers plus three. So I'll I'll update that line for you for Steelers. If it's somewhere between Steelers plus three and Steelers minus two and a half, we can call that a push. But if the Steelers blow out the Browns, I will be taking that to the tracker for my 25 bones. Well, of course, of course. Yeah. Gold star free on this one. This is another, this is another bet made way, way, way in advance of the game. So I've got plenty of excuses on deck, but I'll give you the gold star. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, I want to go. It's almost gun to the head style uh, segment here just to close out some other games from week 17 that I want to mention that have playoff implications, uh, you know, for the final week 18 of the season. But just going rapid fire here, Mad Money Mike, the Buccaneers hold on with a last second comeback drive 28 to 24 over the Jets. Tom Brady engineers a 57 second game winning end to end of the field. Uh, comeback drive to take them and to, to, to I'm sorry to beat the Jets by four. Antonio Brown quits mid game, essentially goes streaking, and he is apparently getting fired. So 
holy crap, guys, if, if you haven't heard about this, it's crazy. Apparently, I don't know if they wanted him to go back in the game, and he, he was hurt, so he so he said he wouldn't, and then they said, like, get out of here, and he was like, oh, I'll get out of here. Or if he was, like, three catches away from a million dollars worth of bonuses, Men and Money Mike, I don't know if you can confirm or deny that, but nevertheless, that was almost – that was just as big of a story as the Buccaneers coming back and winning that game. Yeah, Tom Brady is the absolute goat, man. Like, I should have – it was like – they were like – they were plus 180 right after the Jets scored or something like that, and I was just like – I was thinking to myself – I should just pound it because I think I, I really think that Tom can do this. And sure enough that he did. Uh, Antonio Brown has played his last snap in the NFL. The reports that I'm seeing are that Arians was telling him, you got to go back in the game. And he was said, no, I'm not going back in. And Arians, what you have to go back in? He said, no. And he, cause he was not making it about the injury. Like apparently they, they were asking him like, are you injured? Is that why you're saying you can't go back in? And he wasn't saying that he was injured. You know, there's a protocol. Like you have to tell the training staff, that you're injured, and then the training staff tells the coach. It's like an established NFL Players Association rule. Like, that's how it has to happen. And he wasn't doing that. So it was like, okay, well, if you're not doing that, then you're not injured. You have to go in the game. He wouldn't go in the game. So Arian said, well, if you're if you're not going to go in the game, then get out of here. And, like, that is what set him off. He strips down, throws all the stuff in the stands, and walks off the last NFL field that his feet will ever touch. Crazy thing. Holy crap. Crazy thing, man. Yeah, just really honestly. And like, you know, everything coming out of the Bucks is talking about how bad they feel for him. They're asking for compassion because they are you're talking about a mentally ill person. Like you're talking about someone that is essentially a a, a, a walking, talking, you know, CTE case study. Like he you know, so he need, he needs help, man. He needs professional help. Uh unfortunately, I don't think any amount of professional help is gonna help him because of this advanced CTE that he certainly has. But that's, you know, for another time and place to discuss. Uh, that's it, man. Nothing else to say about that one. What a scene. Yeah, I want to give Tom Brady a little bit of credit for having such a compassionate and caring and empathetic viewpoint for uh, AB here. He could have just as, as easily, you know, cursed him out and, you know, told him off and essentially buried him. But uh, the fact that he, uh, you know, has the uh, has the the maturity to to see through and, and see, see deeply here is uh, just another testament to Tom Brady's greatness. So uh, neither of us are doctors and neither of us know whether or not he's got CTE or, you know, he oh, does, does not have that. Oh, he's got it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, Hey, we're essentially like uh, we're giving, we're like Joe Rogan here giving advice about COVID. So uh, take it or leave it. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, I did want to talk quickly. The Patriots score 50 versus the Jaguars. Ooh. Patriots are flexing. They just wanted to get right, make sure their offense still worked after the last couple of poor showings. That was, only the second, that was only the second highest score of the day, though. Oh, my gosh. Seahawks put up 51. We had a 51 and a 50 on the day. Man, some points got scored. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there, though. That uh, That is quite a number, man. Trevor Lawrence is a turd. Go ahead and, go ahead and finish my thought on that one. Yeah, he needs to get back to his Subway and hair commercials. Mad Money Mike, I know that uh, that you love watching those. Bills 29, Falcons 15, although Josh Allen had three interceptions. So that's something that we're going to want to be tracking because – Terrible Bills, weather, though. Yeah, but still, you need to – I mean, welcome to January football, Mad Money Mike. And especially if you're Buffalo, you're going to be playing up in New England. You'll be playing in Buffalo. I mean, you need to be prepared for bad weather, so – they rely heavily on Josh Allen. The fact they had three interceptions versus the Falcons, man, money, Mike, you can only, uh, you can only give him so much slack there. So 
I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I know. I know we're going gun to the head, but just to expand a little bit, I think in a terrible weather game, he did throw three interceptions on three consecutive drives, no less. Uh, but a terrible team, I mean, you know, but that a terrible weather, but as a team effort, they really came together. I mean, the Falcons have played some football this year. You know, they've got, they're a seven win team. Like they've been competitive in a lot of games. Uh, they have a lot of fire that they play with. The Bills shut them out in the second half while scoring 15 points. So, I actually think this was a good win in a terrible weather, you know, situation where you were down at halftime. Bills are still my Super Bowl favorite. Hey oh. <laughs> okay, all right, fair point. I guess we'll uh we'll talk more about that once we, once we get to the playoffs. All right, so then we got Titans 34, Dolphins 3. We talked about the Chiefs loss earlier. The Titans now sit atop the AFC. The Dolphins are eliminated from the playoffs. Mad Money Mike quickly if you're the Dolphins, do you like Tua long-term, or are you, uh, you looking to, to snag Russell Wilson or go back to the draft? Goodbye. Nice to know you. I did this down by... <laughs> Get him out of here. Get him out of here. The guy's garbage, man. He's garbage. He's no good. I mean, I'm sure he's a decent guy off the field, but, you know... Give him three turds. Give him three turds down. He's just no good, man. They If they want a future with Brian Flores and a pretty good defense, they've got to get a better quarterback in. And uh, don't know who that's going to be, but it's not going to be Tagovailoa. Dolphins, first team in NFL history to have a seven-game losing streak and a seven-game winning streak in the same season. This seven-game win streak snapped in surprising fashion, only putting up three points, Titans putting up 34. So, what a, what a fitting goodbye to the Dolphins, Mad Money Mike. All right, Eagles 20, Washington football team 16. Eagles down 7-16 to 16 at halftime. Come back, shut out Washington football team in the second half to cover my lock of the week. Tip of the cap. Eagles minus 3.5. I'm on a three-game win streak of my locks of the week. Eagles also lock up a playoff spot. So another 50 bones I took from you, Mad Money Mike. And with that, let's talk about the Chargers and the Broncos. Chargers 34, Broncos 13. This eliminates the Broncos from the playoffs. And we're going to talk in our pick three in episode 24 coming up here shortly. The Chargers play the Raiders. Winner goes to the playoffs. Loser goes home. Wow. Can't wait to talk about that. Wow. That's as cool as it gets, man. We're going to be there for it, too. Like, oh, I got goosebumps just thinking about it, man. There's nothing like a win or go home situation last game of the season. Uh, I, I imagine we're going to cover this in our pick four, so I won't say anything else about it. Absolutely, we are. All right, 49ers 23, Texans 7. 49ers have Trey Lance, who really floundered in the first half and clearly will not be leading the 49ers in a deep playoff run. So you're really going to want to pay attention to Jimmy G, his status with his hand uh, throughout the rest of this week. Also, this didn't have any playoff implications, but the New York Giants put up three points versus the Bears, and the Giants had minus 10 passing yards for the entire game. So, Mad Money Mike, on behalf of the podcast and all of our loyal listeners, I'll be penning a letter handwritten to the New York Giants, calling them pieces of turd, and asking for our money back because we were both high on the Giants before the season and they have just been the dumpster fire of all dumpster fires. Uh, we did good. We did. <laughs> we 
we did pretty good preseason. We really did, man. You can't win them all. We certainly, uh, we certainly get a, an F minus minus on the Giants, but uh, boy, can't win them all, man. Minus ten passing yards. That is insane. We That's had insane. more passing yards than the Giants. Isn't that crazy? That's got to be a record. It's From be a record. our couch, we threw for more yards than the Giants. An established NFL franchise. Like, doesn't that make you feel good? That's got to be a record. I don't understand. How did this even happen? What What even happened? Did somebody throw a backwards pass? Did it, would it like what? How's that even possible? What happened? Oh well, we'll cover that. I don't know, time. and I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've talked about the Giants too much. Like, if, yeah, you, yeah, if yeah. you really care and you are a Giants fan, you've heard everything that Joe Judge has been saying and spouting off in his press conference. The whole thing is a bunch of malarkey. So let's, uh, yeah, let's not give them any more airtime. They need to get some wins if they want to get airtime on this podcast so all right that is going to cover and finish up our week 17 look back mad money mike let's talk playoff picture so there's a lot going on here i'm going to do my best to break it down there's also impacts into which games we're going to talk about in week 18 because some games mean absolutely nothing and other games are like the colts versus the jags and the colts have to win but like we don't care about that because of course the colts can beat up on the jaguars but what matters is the Titans now control their own destiny for the first seed in the AFC because the they won and the Chiefs lost. So the Titans have, I believe, a cupcake game in week 18. I'm going to double check that here in a second. Maybe, Mad Mike, you can check that real quick. But I believe the Titans have a cupcake game. So it's pretty much locked up. The Titans are going to win the AFC uh, first spot and get a bye, which is bananas considering they haven't had Derrick Henry, Julio Jones had COVID, AJ Brown had a whole bunch of issues. So Titans uh looking formidable and on the NFC side the Packers have locked up the NFC first seed. So the road to the Super Bowl will go through Nashville and through Lambeau. Um on the other That's side fine. looking are can you confirm Titans uh cupcake game week week eight? Yeah they play they play Texans at Texas. Texas. Now the Texans came into Tennessee and beat them 22-13, uh, you know, six weeks ago or whatever. Um, I don't know, but obviously it certainly would appear that they're going to be able to roll over the Texans and secure that number one seed, which is mind-blowing. I, I just I can't even believe it, man. I spent a lot of time this year dumping on the Titans, and look at me now, man. Foot in the mouth. <laughs> uh, all right, on the other side, looking at playoff scenarios, teams trying to lock up that those last couple of wild card spots we've talked about. All right. So the Colts there, I believe the Colts are playing the Jaguars. So pretty much lock them up. They're essentially in the playoffs. That leaves one final spot, the chargers versus the Raiders win and you're in lose and you go home. So that is the AFC wild card race on the NFC side. This is pretty crazy. So the Vikings are out. The Eagles have locked up a spot and it now comes down to if the 49ers can beat the Rams, the 49ers get that last playoff spot. Otherwise, if the 49ers lose, the New Orleans Saints, if they beat the Falcons and the 49ers lose, the Saints will make the playoffs. So the Rams wow. playing the 49ers are very motivated to beat the 49ers because then the Rams will get the second seed and will play the Saints, who most likely will beat the Falcons who would then be the seventh seed. And we all know the Saints have had quarterback issues, so the Rams are very motivated to win that game. So, Mad Money Mike, that is the playoff picture as we head into 
this week 18. We did talk about how the Bengals clinched the AFC North for the first time in a long time. And I'm going to do the cha-ching one more time to all of our loyal listeners that took the Bengals back when they were 6-1 to one, right when the Ravens were starting their slide. So talk about the shining star in the otherwise really poor finish to the AFC North. Huh, Mad Money Mike? Oh, man. Couldn't agree more, man. Couldn't agree more. The storylines are popping. The storylines are popping. I mean, this is this is wild stuff. This is wild stuff. I mean, I can't believe it. This is what we live for. This is what we're here for, man. It doesn't get any more exciting than this. All right. Hey, absolutely. Final week of the NFL season, college football playoffs. It's a great time of year. Happy New Year. Let's talk quickly about picking the best damn show if this win tonight. Then Mad Money Mike, you take home the pick'em win for the week. If the Browns can come back, then Deep Pockets takes home the weekly win on pick'em. So congrats, Mad Money Mike. It's looking like you're going to take it home. Feeling good. Feeling confident. All right. And on Betstamp, I am now plus 2,700. I went 5-1 and one on my picks last week. Mad Money Mike, work, word on the street is Zach Wilson. Funny enough, almost KO'd your bet stamp account, but we need to hear the truth from the horse's mouth. How you doing? Yeah, I hit a uh, I hit a three team parlay to uh, to hang in there. I think I'm like plus I don't know plus seventeen hundred or yeah somewhere in like the, the neighborhood of plus seventeen hundred. I was I was all in. I was all in on a I was all in on a, on a uh, parlay that uh, that hit because yeah exactly because because TB twelve the goat came back Zach Wilson almost sunk my battleship but uh I'm in I'm kicking I'm alive you got a monster lead on me but uh chip in a chair big bet Brent I'm going to uh, I'm gonna go all out in week 18 and give you a run for your money <laughs> excellent I can't wait for that all right guys that is gonna close out we're gonna break here to close out season two episode number 23 and when we come back after the break we're going to do some injuries, news, and notes, take a look at some Twitter updates, and then get into our Week 18 and National Championship look ahead. So we'll be right back. That'll do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. On behalf of Mad Money Mike, this is Big Bet Brent saying so long and see you next week. <laughs>